Welcome, this is In the Back Pocket, Georgie Parker here and the man next to me, Nathan Brown, if you see him walking in the street at the moment, is a couple of inches higher. You've just bought some RMs, it must be nice. Some new boots, Rolling Georgie. Rolling around in them, he just walks in. You've got to treat yourself every now and again. Really with his purchase, he, he came in wobbling his head when he bought them. You have to treat yourself every now and well, again. Well, We it. work hard. So you take we off your hard. one pair of RMs and put on your other pair of $800 That's exactly shoes. right. I love it, must be nice. And Brendan Goddard, of course, joining Georgie. us as always, bringing the class with him. Speaking of class, you walked in the other day to a little uh, sponsored event and... Um, I saw this on the run I don't know where this is You don't going. know what this, what is. What is this? Well, Should just have a look at your entrance. You think you're, you're pretty happy with it. <laughs> have suit, a look at him. The suit hadn't fit for two or three months. On the camera. <laughs> <laughs> have a look at you. You look, I was, I, you look I was more just, like one of the dodgy brothers. <laughs> the dodgy brothers. Right, that's NBA style. That's what we... Uh, that was the dress code. A, don't want to do a handshake. Yeah, no, just acting all cool. But right. I, was, I was just pumped that suit fit me. I pulled it out. I said, I'm going to run with this. <laughs> two, three months ago, that wasn't fitting. Yeah, so that's where, stuff, uh, right? that's where I was pretty happy. Well, we also look pretty cool in this sting, the Value Hunters sting, because you found some value for us, Brownie. That's actually us in that stinger. Can you believe that? That's the BJ with his top off at the back. So, <laughs> value hunters, every, every week we bring you the value hunters. Yeah. We're the value in the markets. And 20 plus disposal, Stephen Cornelio. Have a look at Zach Tui. He is flying at the moment, Zach Tui. Yeah. Big Mac Scorn is in there as well. Shay Bolton and Jai Caldwell, Jack Bowie. So there's a lot of players in the value hunters at 20, 20. But you know, my go-to area is the 25, 25 plus market. So the 25 yeah. plus market. And this is where Sam Doherty, he is a big way above 25. So too is Luke Parker. Bailey Dahl the same. Noah Anderson the same. So there is value everywhere in football. If you look for it all the way down to Tom Stewart, who's still two bucks, had 40 disposals last week. A career high, obviously. But as you know, the trend is your friend. That's it. You've the got trend to find is your it. friend. So the you? trend is your friend this week, and it's been it all year. It is half back flank heaven. So you combine the value. Easiest position on the field. You combine the half backs. And this is what you get. Look at those green numbers there. They are big numbers. So Jaden Short has now moved into the middle. Sam Doherty, easiest position on the ground to play. Bailey Dale, easiest position to play. Jack Sinclair, easiest position to play. Tom Stewart, easiest position, but he actually takes contested marks and sends the ball back the other way. So too, James Sicily. Adam Sards had three times more running bounces than any other player at another side. And then Zach Tui's had an elite season. So. Look for the value, look for the halfback flankers, look for 25 plus. Who's your favourite? The trend is your friend, Bailey Dale. Because he uses it well and he hits targets. His punter's best friend, Bailey Dale and Sam Doherty, I think. You can't go past. That's it. Well, let's get to the first game of the round Port Adelaide and Western Bulldogs. It's a doubleheader on Friday night. I don't know how we think about that one, but Port Adelaide, I mean, they're back on the winners' list. A brilliant win from them last week. Western Bulldogs, again, another win. But $1.96 Port Adelaide, $1.80. 484, sorry for Western Bulldogs, flip of the coin match. It is important. We knew they were going to find form at some stage, but to go to Cairns and beat St Kilda, who are arguably one of the informed teams of the competition, was a huge win for Port Adelaide. And to St do Kilda it, allowed what all year to do what he wanted. He do, but so, good segue, thank you, Brownie, <laughs> into the coaches' box this week for Port Adelaide in particular against Western Bulldogs. So Aaron Norton's obviously the key forward, the key linchpin, you'd like to say, for Western Bulldogs up forward. And then Alir now back into the side. Um, who do they play on, Aaron Norton? I think 
to get the best out of a Lear and the best for Port Adelaide Footy Club. I think Tom Jonas or you got Cleary that could possibly play on Norton to allow then a Lear to play that high half-back role to drop off, be more that intercept marker. So, yes, the conditions were tough last week, still had an influence on the game. So you can imagine when you know the conditions are more favouring for a marking-type half-back. So then, and then from the other side of it, you look at the key forwards against the Western Bulldogs and their domination against them has, has been quite striking. But do you see potentially Marshall, um, Finlayson having a real impact? I'm not quite sure, uh, based on history and their form. Yes, they were a bit of flat-track bully performance against West Coast, kicking five goals each, ten between them. But as we see here, Charlie Curnow, Harry McKay, Tom Lynch, Nick Larkey, Peter Wright last week kicking four, though I think two or three of them were Alex late. Alex Keith being out's a problem for the dogs. That's correct. So mm. it, it, can those two players in particular, Marshall, and Finlayson have a real impact against the Bulldogs because they have struggled to actually maintain the key forwards from the opposition. So last week, Alira Alira was allowed to do what he wanted to yeah. do. So Sakilda were beaten by what they knew going in. If you allow Alira to be the third man in and mark it, 14 intercepts he had, sending it back the other way. Last year, the Dogs can't be beaten by what they know this week because they sent Shaki to him mm -hmm. last year in the final to tag him. Alira had no, I guess, bearing on the game. Now, the Bulldogs, we, we record this before sides are out, so we don't know if Shaq is playing, but I'd imagine Luke Beveridge would be looking at that going. Aaliyah, best on ground last week. He was best on ground the week before we played him in a final. We put Shaq on him. Surely that has to happen yep. again. That's the blueprint, I think. I think they have to make him accountable, whether they try and drag him deep or literally just play a smart, uh, attacking kind of forward on him to make him accountable. But they have to have a plan around Aaliyah. And again, uh, I think uh, Port Adelaide then have to target Western Bulldogs key backs because that's where they struggled. Well, it's you, a trend. You really like Bailey Dale though. He's this price. You like him for that. You think he's going to get a lot of possessions this week? Do you think? I, I do. They're going to do something against that. Look, I don't make a joke every week about halfback being the easiest, but here's the value you've had with Bailey Dale. He's only missed once this year, which is round two. But have a look at the prices and slowly. The price is coming in. Now, round eight, $1.58. I expect him to get 25 again. If he does, the price continues to come in and almost you start to say he's probably not the price to back him at anymore. He's been a great price What's the that first point, seven do you weeks. Think, where you then become not worth it? Um, I would have thought anything under a dollar forty. Yeah. I, I'm happy with a dollar forty to put in your same game multis because I mean if it's happening six of the seven games so far, you miss out on one, you're making a profit on Bailey Dale. Yeah. I like it. Well, Fremantle and North Melbourne. Fremantle, I think they're up to six outs now with COVID. Lucky they're playing the worst team in the competition. It's a dollar eight favourites coming into this one. Obviously, the head-to-head's not worth it. But is there any markets to be found? Any value with this with the amount of players? Well, West out? Coast are the worst side in the competition right now. North Melbourne not far behind them. But <laughs> Fremantle play a great system-based game. So, and we're going to see the depth of that and how that stands up with so many players out. I expect it to stand up okay. North Melbourne don't have big Suvalaki up the forward end, so I don't see how they kick enough goals to trouble the Fremantle Dockers. The Fremantle Dockers this year have not allowed goals in, as we know. Adelaide kicked 12 goals back in round one. And then last week, Geelong kicked five in the first 15, 20 minutes. They only kicked five for three and a half quarters after that. That is good reading. That tells me that no matter who comes in and out of that side, Defensively, they stack up. Defensively, they've got their defensive six back, I think. So uh, we're not sure who, the complete numbers of players out yet, but I expect Fremantle to be able to keep North Melbourne to a low score, 
total goals over under eight and a half at the moment. I expect them to keep them yeah. to under that eight and a half. Well, it's probably a good week for them to have this COVID scare. I guess Melbourne had that last week and they managed to get the win. But North Melbourne, their last three weeks, they've been absolutely hemorrhaging goals. They had so many goals against them. Yeah, so Fremantle's total goals over under is 14 and a half. So have a look at that. It's, it's, it's a stark uh, stat that is in the last three weeks. And you just wonder where... When is it going to stop? They can't keep allowing this, clearly. So, yes, they have played some attacking teams there. You see the Western Bulldogs, Geelong, and the top three attacks in the competition, and Carlton, who uh, improved uh, out of sight. So, I, I don't think they can... They're going to respond again, but again, that, I don't think they... They don't have to... I don't think they have to kick more than 10 goals to break Fremantle, I think. Just the way the game's played, Fremantle playing. And I just think this week, with Fremantle dollar dollar eight, it's, it's stay away from the head-to-head, even though you might think it's an easy bet. Because you've got to think now... Uh, Fremantle went to Geelong. They've been up for a long time. It's a, it's a, it's a big ask to go down Geelong. We, we just talked about it before. Fremantle flying to Melbourne, get off the plane, get on a bus, go down Geelong. Difficult. Takes a toll. Diffi- it takes a toll mentally. So this will be a great gauge of where they're at, how mature they are, and you just touched on the uh, the depth of the team. Um, but I just think this week, stay away from head to head. Well, that line, it's dropped from about 60 down to 40 already because of those COVID scares. Richmond and Collingwood next, and well, Richmond. Big talking point, Dustin Martin should be back playing. He's got to get through one training session, should be back playing. That's a huge in- input for them. Certainly is. And gee, they're short. They're short enough in this game. I think it's around $1.50 $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. to two fifty. I can't get Richmond that short. I think this game is closer to a 50-50 game. Love the way so Collingwood have gone Collingwood about it. There. Look, Collingwood are definitely the value. Um, I'm tipping Richmond in the game. Do I want to back Collingwood? Maybe I want to back Collingwood at the plus line and give them a head start. But I can't be backing Richmond at that price. I just think that it's a poison price. I think Richmond should be good enough to win. One player I do want to bet around is Jaden Short. And he was on the Value Hunters board before. But he played midfield last week. So he went to the midfield against West Coast and was brilliant. So when a player goes from half-back which is the easy position to play, and they go into the midfield, and they still get the 32, 33. I think he had 33 last week. That tells me he can play midfield. And so where, he, are you, where are you putting him, 25 or 30? Jordan, Jaden Short, 25-plus. Yep. I'm going to go safety yep. to start with, 25-plus, but I'm happy for him to have 30-plus as well. What about some of the goal kickers for Collingwood at the moment? Where oh. are you seeing any value with them? Obviously, my checks in for Ginevan as well. He's been really good. Well, they Do you like... What Ginnivan's bringing to the table? I don't, I don't mind it. I think there's a there's a fine line. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that he's learning though. He's yeah, not he's playing learning. in front he's of crowds. And, and you can't be. Um, you can, I think you, you can. He's a polarising figure, and for uh, for Collingwood supporters, they love him. But I think there's a fine line. So I think Collingwood approached it appropriately in terms of. It sounds like they've had a couple of discussions with him just about staying on that line because he right. potentially could step over. But uh, I enjoy it because he, he he's great for the game. Are we Has... trying to push him down? Are we Correct, saying, yeah. mate, don't. You're a peacock, eh? Yeah. Just, just allow yourself to flourish and all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's gone out and he's had two beers. We can't do that after a game. That, that, that annoyed me a little bit. So we're getting off track here a little bit. But <laughs> that, that annoyed me. I, I think there's a responsibility with players to leave it with them. But if there's a clear message from the club after six days, you shouldn't have a beer. I, I don't think that's big a deal. But saying that, I, I like what he brings, but I just think he just needs to just I think, cull it I just a little bit. I hope he stays what he is. Yeah. and Because and, and that's what makes him good. Correct. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Do you want him to go then the other way as a, as a Collingwood supporter, a fan of football, yeah. and he goes insular, and then all of a sudden he starts performing poorly, and then we're going, oh, where's this good little, great little hey, player? You have a look at perfect example. Jack Higgins came out and did all these interviews, had a laugh. All of a sudden you see, I think it was Asprey taking the microphone away from Jack Higgins after a game once and all of a sudden, don't be too loud, don't be too out there. Mm. Jack Higgins didn't play great foot. I had a lot of injuries, but he took a long time to get back to the form that he's showing now. And I think if a player 
is that way inclined, try and promote it, try I, and work with it yep. and get the best out of and it just that way. Just refine it, I think. I but back, back, back to your question. They've kicked good six, question, George. 16, it is. It's a fair topic to talk about because um, it's been quite topical. But there's 16 goals between the last two weeks. So I, I think you have to look at these two, uh, Brody Mychek, and then you look at who's going to play on them. So I think Grimes... You, you send the experienced head who can play tall and small to, to Ginevan. Mm. Uh, but I, that's why I think maybe Bro, Brody Mychek this week for two or even three plus goals, because then you look at who's next in line. Broad's playing more that high half back. Uh, Gibkiss, uh, Gibkiss, uh, pronounce that appropriately, uh, potentially goes to him to give him a, give him a role. It's not Ipkiss. <laughs> and uh, Tarrant, Tarrant who's, uh, who's been out last week. So potentially uh, Brody Mychek for, for three plus goals. Sydney and Gold Coast. Sydney had a bit of a wake-up call playing Brisbane last week, but wasn't that a game of ebbs and flows? Um, Buddy was back to his best. Gold Coast outsiders, four dollars seventy-five. They should be able to. Swan should be able to get an easy win here at home. It'd be disappointed. I was keen on Gold Coast last week. So I thought I. they could beat the Magpies. Look. They're number one for time in the forward half and they're the number one defensive side. But what they couldn't do is win the ball inside forward 50. Yeah. They did that last week with Marvia Choll and also uh, big Levi Casbolt. They kicked seven between them, but they couldn't get the job done in the middle of the ground. They couldn't defend Collingwood. So, do you think Tuke's out there by himself? At one point, they're going to put it all together. Noah Anderson's been very good, but my multi-anchor this week yeah. is Callum Mills. Now, he doesn't get tagged. If anything, he does the tagging. So he'll go and put his arm across like he did Dangerfield back in round two. But he gets 25 possessions every week. He's still a very good price because he's Callum Mills. He gets the job done. Yeah. Like, he's no, there's nothing flashy about him. He's not a Jack Ginevan. But, I mean, but you don't have to be. like Callum Mills. Particularly when it comes into betting. You, you can don't rely need on every week. That's it. Well, Noah Anderson, Brownie, briefly touched on. For over 30, he's had that three out of the four matches. He's paying $1.61 for over 25. Yeah, that's what. So you look at you look at his last uh, four weeks, and he's only hasn't achieved thirty disposals once. So if you're looking for value, uh, and Sydney don't tag either. So again, yes, at SCG there's less ball to be won. That's it's value hunters around. right there. That, that's Brownie's value hunters <laughs> right there. Thirty plus disposals, and he's done it three out of the last four weeks. Well, that's it. Plenty of matches coming up on the other side of this. Value Hunters is a perfect example of Bailey Dale. All the way down to Seb Ross, you can see down there, down the bottom, $2.20. Sam Doherty's the other one, but it's the players who are clearing that 25 by a fair bit, and then you're still getting that $1.70, $1.75. I just want Richmond to kick more than 12 and a half, so that's 13 goals. So looking at Lynch, looking at Rewalt, three or more goals this weekend, and Shabon. So you have to look at Tom Lynch and Jack Rewald. So kicking 12 and above is a few up for grabs, but I've got them, both those two tools, down for two plus goals. 22 and a half point head start at the line for Fremantle. I reckon that's a bet. Look, I, I back Stephen May every week, so the trend is your friend. I keep saying that. I see value in Bowie this week. But for me, it's Cripps, Hewitt, uh, Walsh for 25 plus. Well, I'm going with this for the bets with mates, Kitty. I cannot see Carlton losing this one. Now, going into this game, I'm backing Peter Wright. I think he's a better player than what he was last year. I think it's all about Heaney. We're definitely going over. I think the scoring will be pretty, pretty genuine. And it's either team by under 24 and a half. I think that's a bet. $50 on Richmond to kick 12 and a half or like over it. 12 and a half nice goals. Insane. I've got Ben Keys, Josh Kelly, uh, 25 plus. Yep. Well, ben Keyes, you almost just pencil in. He's uh, almost an anchor yep. now these days. He's going so well. And Toby Green's going to find his feet. 
The other $50 I'm chucking into second half, the highest scoring half, St Kilda, Port Adelaide. St Kilda played very well in the second half. Maxi King, I've put a little bit of a moz on him, so I'm not going near him, but I think they score so well in the second half. And Jack Steele for over 25. Yeah, God, you don't shut up, do you? A lot of green ticks there for <laughs> a lot me. Of green yeah. ticks. Mm. Yeah, well, very, I'd give his attention when the green ticks are. It's the aim of the show, very isn't it? Good. Well, winners. Well, winners that's are winners. Look at him. Hey? Punters out there would be happy. That's it. Very good tipping by you. And I mean, online we got some feedback. It might be BJ's burner account, but this is it. Bitcoin Brown <laughs> equals flog. Mm. But Lachlan says man can tip though, so that might be your well, this is, burner this is, account. This is one person, Lachlan giving his full name being courageous. I'm not sure no, if it's OSV is That's uncourageous. I look at that and I think, yeah, he is a flog, but he can tip. Mm. Have you been giving Bitcoin advice as well, have you? Uh, well, cryptocurrency's had a couple of rough two weeks. Yes. All right, yeah. well, let's get into this. GWS <laughs> and Geelong. And if I reckon if you looked at this match... It's a, a whole day, <laughs> I reckon if you looked at this match a week ago, GWS wouldn't be anywhere near as close to Geelong as they are, but they obviously had that <laughs> massive win, so they come into two dollars against Geelong, who obviously had that loss last week too. This it's for a funny me match. is a 50-50 game. Yeah. A week ago, you're right, George, absolutely right. Geelong would have been a dollar fifty, yep. but it's very close. Let's talk about Tom Stewart and halfback flank. Forty disposals last week. These are his last four games: 29, 27, 23, and 40. 25 plus disposals is two dollars and three. 30 plus disposals four dollars forty. 25 plus for me. $2.03. He takes a few of the kickouts as well. They give him the ball. He intercepts. He's a complete package. So you got, you're sorry, you're going with 25 plus? 25 plus for Tom Stewart. I, I don't think he's going to string together another. Th if, if you're GWS, you have a plan for Tom Stewart, particularly off the, off the back of his last week's game. Who are you going to put on him? It's just not about that. It's more that role that they'll play on Aaliyah that we talked about earlier. Right. You must make him accountable. Because not only does he find the footy, but he actually, the intercept marking um, and just the nuisance he That's on Matty DeBoer. Do they make anybody accountable? They, they just have to have a plan for him. So that's what I think they need to nullify his influence because right. he has too much influence and has done for a I long time. I do think now. that Fremantle's style of how they defend as well meant a lot of those halfback flankers got extra ball from going side to side. Mm. So I don't think a lot of junk getting... you saying, George. I wouldn't say the word junk, but right. yeah, trash. So, so no, <laughs> no to Tom Stewart getting twenty-five because I think he'll get it. Yeah, I'm just saying that you'd be flat, again, like you said before, don't be beaten by what you know. And if it yeah. comes in, Tom Stewart's had 27 and had 10 intercept possessions and 11 score involvements, you go, well... They've not done their job. They haven't done their yeah. job. But I'm happy yeah. to take Tom Stewart 25 at $2.03 yes. than a player at $1.30. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I, my, my point was more stay away from the 30 plus because I don't yeah. think he's having that big influence. No, we no, I got your or point. shouldn't. Got your point. <laughs> And I got so yours, 25 for Tom Stewart. Got to get Toby rid of the Green, though, Toby Green was superb last week. Obviously, I don't want to say back in form, but he has come trending. back. Yes, he's, he's come trending. back. Yeah, and so he should. He's such a good player. So, player. again, uh, Geelong, they must, have a, they must have a plan for Toby Green because he's their barometer. He has an influence when they win. He's a Reese Matheson. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not quite. He's probably bigger than a barometer. That's <laughs> yeah. probably not fair on him. But he's, he's a superstar, so they must have a plan for him. But we see his goals here uh, against uh, Geelong. Uh, it's, it's a pretty healthy tally. Um, he's got, uh, what's that, 15, 18 between him in the Quick last four math. games. So, uh, must have a plan for him, but he's training in the right direction. Was there I'm, a plan, though, for Jeremy Cameron? Well, there wasn't a plan for Jeremy Cameron. I'm just looking at, uh, so Toby Green. They yeah. will have a plan. It's Atkins. Atkins went to uh, Zach Bailey when they played down there three weeks ago. Yep. Zach Bailey didn't kick a goal, didn't go near it. So I think Atkins is just about one of the best lockdown defenders along with Maynard in the competition. So I think he'll go to Toby Green. That's a big battle. Buy beware this week. If you think Toby Green's going to kick mm -hmm. three or four again this week, I'd hold fire. Okay, I like it. That, good, good job.
Essendon and Hawthorne. It's, it's one the ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely hate you. Essendon and Hawthorne. Essendon are still really struggling. You, you can't see them winning this one. They are. And, and it's going to be a wet, yucky... Well, they refuse to go football. forward with a footy. They refuse to go forward with a footy. And now... Why do they do that? They... Is it because they're scared of going forward? They don't want to turn oh, the ball over? Why? really technical here, George. Well, I just punters. think... <laughs> well, they're still getting stacks of possession, so from a punting point of view. But now they're so short. Merritt, Shield, uh, Darcy Parrish. all too put a short lot together, 25, 30, yeah. It's not... It's not sustainable footy, and we've seen that. They're 1-6. and six. One player that I do love, though, from Hawthorne has been Dylan Moore. So we've spoken about him kicking goals mm. at the start of the year. Three times he's been the first goal scorer. Now he's pushed up into the midfield a bit more, played on the wing, various parts of the second half. Had mid-30s last week, and I expect him to play a little bit more midfield again. Sam Mitchell threw him in there. And he'll go, they can't after his Jeez, performance he was good in the second half. Yeah, Unbelievable right. in the second half. Over 20 disposals in the second half. Sam Mitchell goes, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to put him in there. Our algorithms haven't adjusted to that yet. So he, uh, Moore, Dylan, his name is. I was going to call him Darcy there for a minute. He, 25, 30 plus, I'm going to back him in both markets again. As opposed to the goal scoring we're doing yep. at the start of the year. Essendon is still getting plenty of goals scored. Yeah, that, that, that's an issue. Obviously, they can't defend. reflects their position on the ladder too. Yeah. So one of the easiest teams in the competition to score against and some huge numbers there. Not only goals, but just shots on goals. You said round one is now a bit of a, a trend throughout the season now for the first seven rounds. But uh, the, what have we got? 13 and a half. Yep. Hawthorne, so very that. attacking team. The, the minimum there is the Demons at 14 that the Essendon Footy Club have given that up. Their that was probably game. their best game yeah. for the season. So it's also how many scoring shots in general. Because the Hawthorne they... goals over underline started at 12.5 this week. It's now 13, so it's moved. Yeah. Obviously, it's been backed. I still think it's a bet. When you look at the history, Melbourne 14, then you've got 15, 16, you've got a 20 in there as well. So for me, Hawthorne under the roof at Marvel. Mm. Fast start, fast finish over 13 and a half. Okay, Brisbane and West Coast, another one of these Western teams, completely opposite to Fremantle and they're taking on one of the informed teams in Brisbane. Brisbane a dollar two, way too short to back. They are. They are. We had an interest rate rise during the week, George, and you'd almost get a better interest rate than uh, what you can on You've West Coast You've been sitting on that week. one for a while. Are you going to roll that Loves one through it. radio as well? I think I will. I think <laughs> I will this week. Um, look, Brisbane, total goals over under. Now, West Coast have got 21 fit players apparently to yep. choose from. They've cancelled their waffle team. This is so, it goes from bad to worse. This is the Gabba. Now, the only thing that can not allow Brisbane to score heavily in this game is them getting ahead of themselves or them not being switched on or mentally. Weather. So, yeah, or weather, but apparently the weather's so meant to be OK. So Danaher's not playing, that, what, will that impact any of the goal scoring there for...? Absolutely not. They just share it around. Yep. So 17.5 goals, similar to Hawthorne, who have got 13.5. I think Brisbane can kick 17.5 at the Gabba. I think it's, I think it's almost an easy... Bet this one. I'm not going to say easy because that's the wrong word for it, but I think they should be kicking 20 plus, and I like the line at 17. Well, it's going to be a forward fill-up, isn't it? And you've got, you're going to choose one of these guys for your bets with mates in a little bit, but you can see how many goals are getting scored against this West Coast lineup. Yeah, and that's huge. And, and last week again, Tom Lynch, Jack Rural, both being talls. We spoke about, but the... Lynch kicked seven, five, and two out in the full as well. <laughs> yeah, <don't worry. laughs> Good at 14. Uh, and then Marshall Finlayson who we touched on earlier, 10 between them. So uh, it's a fair impact from talls, but that's where. Does it concern out. you that they're talls? No, with and Joey you're going small. No, because we've talked about Brisbane's three small forwards being the best in the competition. That, that's the best combo. So let's so just set this up first. Come on, let's go. Our, let's go. Our bet with mates, Kitty. 
Bet with mates at Sports Bet's a great product. So we started with $1,000. We got it up to 3000 by bit, yeah. trying to get a 20% winner Inflation, every week. Talking right? about it, it's 2300 It was 2800 <laughs> And then he decided to go Richmond with a hero better than $1.70 <laughs> against Adelaide, great which was value. unlosable. Was great value. But they got absolutely hammered. So then I got the bet up again. We recharged the 1000 uh, then I get it up it, again. And all of a sudden we're here. And Who the head was on these two now? You're going somewhere it's infectious. to get two plus goals. Two, so, give it to us. Okay, Who Brandon, you so if you're taking Brisbane at seven and a half over, yep. Zach Bailey is going to kick two or more goals. Yep. All right. There's three small forwards. I'm with you. Yeah, he's with me. What's so he, he gave me a bit of confidence when he came in this morning and said, I'm taking, I'm taking plus, 17. plus 17. So that's great. I'm taking Zach Bailey for two plus goals. If they kick 17 plus, you'd think Zach Bailey with his record at the Gabba We'll kick two plus, but it's not a bit. So I'll be watching this game with uh, with extra oh, interest. You'll be watching with your glass of water every time he goes <laughs> if you near. Go one goal, four or five, Zach oh. Bailey. You, I'm going to hit you up on Twitter. Do you or remember something, when? Lock- I'll, be, I'll be texting you early. Do you remember when Lockie Neal did that? Kick zero goals, six, so seven or something stupid. Like that. But I didn't back him for goals then, George. So Zach, please just do me a favour. Well, that's it. Sunday game is coming up just on the other side of this. Welcome back in the back pocket. Sunday games just coming up now. Melbourne and St Kilda. You can't see Melbourne really losing this one, $1.31. But just oh. that's just because you can't see anybody beating Melbourne, not because anything to do with St Kilda. <laughs> Melbourne are just so good. I feel as though they're the only team in the competition that when you watch them and they're down, you're not worried that they're going to lose. The last time I heard someone say that a team couldn't be beaten was him. No, I said Carlton last week couldn't be lost. I I said Carlton couldn't be lost. No, I said Anybody can beat anybody. Now, uh, St Kilda coming back from Cairns, it was hot up there, it was humid. So we don't know how much toll that's taken on The hangover. Because last year they did the same thing, but then they came back and they had the bye. Both them and Adelaide had the bye. They lost to Adelaide, though. The following week... The following week, they beat Richmond by about 40 points. So uh, there's not much to go on there, but I've found some value in this game. Oh, you know, I love value hunters. You. Now, Christian Petrarca, let's have a look at him and Clayton Oliver. I can't see why there is so much of a disparity in the 30-plus market. $2.07, Christian Petrarca is averaging two and a half possessions less. Yes, okay. Oliver's last three weeks have been outstanding, but he is just starting to go again, Petrarca. You just he had a couple of down weeks. The value there is Christian Petrarca to get 30-plus disposal. Did I answer my own question? Did I? Yeah, where the disparity is. The last three weeks of Moller have been outstanding. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Petrarca in the last two weeks has had 30 himself. Yeah, he had in 25 the two, in two out of the three. Is a St Kilda team that will tag either of them? Uh, question for both of you. No, I don't think so. I think St Kilda will go head-to-head. I think St Kilda's more uh, a lockdown in their back end with guys like Callum Wilkie. Um, McKenzie, players like this, and Callum Wilkie probably goes to Bailey Fritch yeah. and trying to keep Bailey Fritch. Well, Bailey Fritch, if he plays poor, he still kicks two goals. Yeah, it's just the type of player he is. Ed Langdon got tagged last week. He you did. don't see him getting tagged again at all. Would no. you still stick around with him for any disposals? Or what about Maxi Gorn? Well, they're not going to tag Ed Langdon again, so I'm back heavy into Ed Langdon. Yeah. I think he gets 25 plus disposals Maxi this week. Gorn. And Max Gorn has been playing centre forward with no other ruckman out there. He's, has it been a player that you didn't Luke, think Luke could go to another lever? Is he? Yep, yeah. Couldn't go to another level, level, and Max Gorn has gone on another level. He has, but mind you, he, it, I can just maybe just stay away well, from those disposal a... markets because he played, did play on Max Lynch last week, and respectfully, is his third AFL game playing on arguably, or if not the best ruckman. ruckman. 
agile ruckman in the competition. So yep. he had his hands full. So yes, had 29 disposals. So you disposals. don't think Max can back that up and do it again? Uh, I don't think so because he won't. I don't think. Paddy Ryder. Yeah. So Paddy's more experienced. Yep. And he's actually quite agile. Is one of his greatest strengths. He's, right. he's able to go with uh, Maxi Gorn. Aerobically. And, yes. Yes. Paddy Ryder can go with Max Gorn yep. aerobically. Yep, and he make better decisions, smarter He'd decisions. Know. So it won't, won't be caught out as so much. So if you had an over-under line of Max Gorn's possessions this yep. week, where would you have that over-under line? I wouldn't be going for anything more than 20, 20 plus. Mm. Okay, we'll there revisit this next week. Okay. <laughs> Let's just buy a beware. Carlton at dollar thirty-two again. I can't see them losing this one. Matthew Nix, he's out with COVID protocols, so the Adelaide don't have their coach. Um, Brody Smith, one of their most experienced and was their acting captain last week, also out with concussion. So Adelaide, you don't see coming over here and winning. No, you don't. And if you had a punting love child, it would be Sam Doherty because every week or he Paddy plays Cripps. at half back. <laughs> Let's look at Sam Doherty in the valley. Very similar to Bailey Dale. Only missed out once. The rest of it has been a big fill up for Sam Doherty. Now starting to get to $1.65, down to $1.54 this week. Still, it's a bet as long as he gets down to it. It's no longer a bet on its own. It's now a bet that goes into a same-game multi. Back in round one and two or three, mm. when he was $2, $2.10, $1.80, they're all bets you can take one out because that's, a, that's yeah. like a line bet. Now, he's $1.45, $1.55. It's same a same-game multi. Same-game multi. How about you, Adam Saad? Any of these players from Carlton playing well? Well, they're all playing well. So yeah. your man, Paddy Cripps. But the midfield's still the dominant. So I've, I've got one later in the track with uh, the midfielders. Yeah. And their possessions, but yeah, just to back up, Sam Doherty is almost your underpin, or you like to say, anchor your bets with Sam mm. Doherty, almost a certainty. But a bit of credit to my, I, I did warn the punters out there about Adelaide last you week did. against you GWS. Did. Absolutely, so you did. We keep talking about Richard Mole loss, but it was just that. So they'll respond this week after a poor one last week, but I don't, I don't think it's enough. So Carlton should win, uh, and their mids in particular. Just uh, load up. Question without notice, Paddy Cripps. Oh, Paddy Cripps, though, in terms of obviously he's my. Have you ever not mentioned Paddy Cripps on? I've, oh, the what, show? But anyway. why wouldn't you? Get you? Red when you do it. <laughs> why wouldn't you? But is he still in front for the Brownlow, even though he's missed that game? Absolutely. Fifteen votes. He's played five full games. I got him in for fifteen votes. Who else will be up there? Clayton Oliver will be up there, and also our young Brayshaw will be up there. The thing with Brayshaw though is, does he get three votes? Yeah. I got him in for a lot of ones and twos. Got him in voting pretty much every yeah. game. But like Fremantle, they're very good as a collective team. Does he get the three votes? That's the thing with Andrew Bracer and the Brownlow. Well, I can't wait to go on to the Brownlow next week with you. Let's have a look at our $100 play wrap from last week. Let's see if any of us tip some winners. Uh, we all got one each. A couple of green ticks. Yeah. A couple of each there. Georgie, GP, you're taking the lead. Look, it's... Nice. Um, Hey, I'm in the green again. That's a positive. Well, congratulations. Ben Keys, obviously there, BJ, always yeah, someone I'll be chucking in there. Um, but let's have a look at this week's $100 play and see where we're going to be putting it. Brownie, you've just gone smack bang, 100 bucks on something. I have. I've made it easy. I've taken one love child. I've put him into my love, other love child <laughs> in Bailey Dale and Sam Doherty at half back. $100 on those two players together. And what do you get? Damn, you get a winner. Safe. What about you, He's BJ? What do you have? Uh, I've just gone... You've uh, done the same thing. Head to head, yeah. So Brisbane, Carlton... Fremantle, Richmond, Sydney to win. What? So there's a couple of really short ones. I think uh, Fremantle at the minute, a dollar oh eight. Brisbane, a dollar five, a dollar two, something crazy. But just to throw them in there. Richmond's I... the only dangerous leg there. I think four are absolute 
perfect, and I think Richmond. I still think I'm going to tip them to beat Collingwood, yeah. but it's more of a 40, 60. Well, that's where I think I just pump it up to $2.60. Yeah. Yeah. It's the value. probably a dollar eighty. Yeah, that's it. Well, I live and die by that Richmond sword, won't you? <laughs> They've got to come good for me. I've gone a couple of fifty-dollar bets. Sydney at the line. They're playing Gold Coast. I think they'll be able to cover that line. And Fremantle twenty-five plus against North Melbourne. I couldn't take them in the line. I thought mm. that was a little bit too big with how oh, many outs they were. Yeah. Uh, fifty dollars. Paddy Cripps thirty plus. He's getting that every week. Sam Walsh thirty plus. They're playing Adelaide. Yeah, They're playing. Have you, a... have you backed Paddy Cripps for the Brownlow? No, I really should. I, I get nervous about the Brownlow just because of injuries, particularly with Paddy Cripps. Parrish thirty mm. plus. Merritt thirty plus. And Mitchell twenty five. Uh, all big disposal winners. But Paddy Cripps, he's getting thirty plus every week. So is Sam Walsh. So mm. that's it. Well. That is us here. I think here. at the moment Paddy Cripps is using his possessions better than Sam Walsh. I think Sam Walsh is accumulating at yes. the moment. Correct. Absolutely. That's why he's getting Brownlow votes and Walsh isn't. Well, that's it from us here at In the Back Pocket. If you're having a punt this weekend, please make sure you do so responsibly.